0: Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. 29 Rooms has been called a funhouse for adults, an Instagram paradise, an art you can enter. These immersive art festivals have popped up in L.A. and New York, and this month, 29 Rooms is stopping in Atlanta on a five-city tour. The interactive experience created by the Refinery29 website is as advertised. A collection of 29 distinct rooms of work from artists all over the country, and like the ice cream museums and pizza museums you may have seen on Instagram, it is a selfie haven. 29 Rooms and accompanying art park will be at the... 29 rooms and accompanying art park will be at the works on Atlanta's west side from August 29th to September 8th and we've got two of the Atlanta-based artists who are going to make work for the show which is themed expand your reality Nika King is with us welcome Nika hi
1: thank you for having me
0: well thanks for being here Sarah Emerson is also with us hello hello
1: all right Nika I want to start with you first so people can find you on Instagram spell your name (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, so you can find me on Instagram at nika and it's spelled n n e k k a a and an underscore all right
0: and that's it all right sarah um, you're pretty much sarah emerson
1: sarah emerson
2: with an (laughs) h yes
0: well instagram is really what this thing is about and i just tried to explain 29 rooms but i would love to hear your description nika when a visitor walks into that space at the works the art park what will they experience i
1: would Say, just from what I've been seeing on social media and what I saw from the past online, it seems like it's just an experience based art, Mm -hmm. mainly in trying to get out of the white wall gallery Mm -hmm. and into more public and more. Like Mm a way to interact with art.
2: Yeah, really celebrating Making Your Mark. I think that's one of the names of the interactive installations. So really trying to get the viewer involved and immersed in not only the imagery, but also maybe the content and sort of like a gateway to other bigger issues in a really light, welcoming atmosphere. Yeah, there's (laughs) a very
0: unstuffy kind of vibe Mm -hmm. to it. I mean, you see videos of people flopping down on Mm -hmm. colored pillows or (laughs) dancing inside of a snow globe from previous 29 rooms. So it is meant to remove those kind of barriers to you have to be the right kind of person to go and see art. Is
2: that is that something you strive for too? I, I can't speak for all artists. I think most artists don't sit in their studio thinking, I hope only one person who's studied art history sees this work. You know, most of yeah. us want to really have a conversation about the content, really want to you know, we're putting it out in the public space for a reason, you know, and otherwise I don't know. So having more outlets and more spaces to uh, have those conversations, I think, are really important and and having them in different ways and Mm -hmm. getting to meet lots of different kinds of artists that you normally wouldn't and other kinds of viewers. Sarah, Mm
0: -hmm. your art is one of the first things that people are going to see when they get there at 29 Rooms. It's part of this traveling billboard installation, Mm -hmm.
2: not not the kind of billboard you might see on the side of the road. (laughs) So what did you make? I made a very large-scale, colorful, sort of cartoonish landscape uh, that uh, sort of blends a little bit of abstraction with reality, uh, sort of reflection of the times we live in, while also trying to focus on more positive ways of thinking, like very literally trying to expand your reality through compassion, empathy, and humor. With the landscape, I wanted to acknowledge the times we live in while still kind of hoping for what could be.
0: So this is not a, like, Monet landscape. No. This is kind of layered. <laughs> Th- things are on right. top of each other. I think
2: people generally describe my work, and I, I've just come to accept this as sort of a paint-by-number, very colorful, uh, flat shapes, abstracted landscapes, so rooted in real spaces, real things, real, real shapes that you would recognize, um, but definitely more psychological, more about symbolism and subject <laughs>
0: so how about nika for you you're one of the artists who contributed to the art park and that is a space that features work from artists based in the five cities where the exhibit is touring you are given the prompt expand your reality so where did you go with that
1: basically the way i kind of took expand your reality is just kind of go into a space and trying to really open up your thoughts and what is possible I took it to this mystical, like, plane, like, let's just go into, like, an imaginary world and just kind of, like, think about your place in the universe. So it got, really, like, really heady, but it all symbolized down to, like, an illustration. So it was, <laughs> just like... Just one? Um, it's two illustrations. So um, you're going to walk through the structure, and on one side of the structure, you have one illustration that's kind of inviting you into the structure, and on the other side is a little bit more about, as people, we kind of create the universe. Like, all of us have a part in it, and so we're all... Um, a tapestry of the universe, where we all are like the threads that bind it together.
0: So it's all kind connect- of we're connected. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're known for these bold colored illustrations, almost silhouettes, but with complex patterns inside of them. That's how I would describe it. You say it is Afrofuturistic. Yes. So that sounds. Expensive. Pretty expansive as it is. Yes.
1: <laughs> how do you it's, go beyond that? For me, the Afrofuturistic thing kind of, because I'm not originally from Atlanta, so, like, I'm coming into it with the ideas of, like, outcast. Obviously, the the music reaches far and wide in Atlanta. So when I came in, I feel like the music here is so, like, especially from that community is, um, the Black community is, like, so futuristic and so expansive in and of itself. And I kind of wanted to, like, touch on that, the fact that, like, in this community, like you have these silhouettes because the silhouettes are black and flat, but having the different like textures, it's kind of like we're all kind of different, but we're all kind of like making this happen.
0: So the dimensions within the shapes. Yes. Uh, That sounds... I've seen pictures of some of your art, but I would love to... I can't wait to see this. But how about this kind of interactive part? Were you given this mandate to, like, you have to make it something that people will be able to take an Instagram photo in front of? Sarah, Uh you're smiling.
2: I am, because I was really shocked that they did not say that, actually. And I did a drawing that is yeah it's a more of a line drawing that they'll blow up and then people will be able to color it in but it's yeah it's, I think it's going to be really interesting and so my, my pieces uh, glows under UV light so they the interactive piece will also have fluorescent paint markers so people will be able to work on that in that way and sort ah, of really so they can edit it yeah add they can it? paint it they'll paint it. So I think that's really, really interesting. And they did not put a parameter on me at all. And uh, it's interesting listening to Nika talk about her experience coming into Atlanta. Because I also adopted Atlanta as my home. And I was really struck by just how exciting of a city is. You know, the music, everything, and also mm-hmm. with the green spaces. So I'm really excited to see her work and how that kind of you know comes up in the work and for me it's really about sort of this green space around all these kind of like really bubbling city craziness and um so i'm just really excited about that but the make your mark is all about just getting getting involved in the it's it's just a it's actually an expansion of the mural that i created so there's more elements in it
0: Mm -hmm. so did you have any idea of like whose work are you going to be next to i mean like this is A very immersive environment. You walk into one room, it's one feeling, one vibe. Did you have any idea? idea? No idea. Really? (laughs) You just like sent it off? (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, they actually gave me an idea of what the structure was going to be for the Make Your Mark section, for the interactive section. So I knew it was going to be on cubes or in like a special space. Um, But I didn't know it was actually going to be in the doorway until I was being interviewed a couple of weeks ago or in the entrance. Mm -hmm. So um, I am very excited about that. But of course, I was happily excited to hear that news.
0: (laughs) So how about for you, Nika? What did it feel like to just let this stuff go and, you know, they do what they want with it? Are you usually much more hands-on when you're going to a gallery space or something like that?
1: I'm more hands-on in the making process. It was basically designing something and then, like, sending it off and it's going to come back to me, like, much bigger and, like, like a present almost. I'm like, (laughs) a present that I haven't seen, I've only seen it through social media. So that part was like, that letting go part was like really interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: So you uh, have also, Sarah, worked with large scale pieces that are public art before. Uh, The billboard you're making for 29 rooms, also big Mm -hmm. and exposed. Mm -hmm. But I've read that you describe yourself as a bit of a hermit, so somebody who's you know spend a lot of time in your studio crafting smaller works, maybe not just for an audience of one. Right? <laughs> Art historian, certainly. So, what does it feel like a self-professed hermit to put big stuff out in the world it's, like this?
2: It's a little nerve wracking, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, um, I am grateful to kind of be forced out of my studio, and I'm uh, I was actually thinking about this on the way here that. You know, I might stay there all the time, and it's not really a good place to be <laughs> all the time. Um, so, you know, being invited to do something like this, I'm actually really grateful for the opportunity to, to do something that, this public. And somebody asked me, how did it going on Instagram or being so Instagram will affect how you made the drawing? I didn't think about that. I just did the work that I thought would make the most sense and, and that I thought would um, stay true to the kind of content I want to work with, but also kind of make sense to the space that it was going to be in. So I'm trying not to think too much about maybe the social media aspect, but like, Nika, I've only experienced this, this um, event through social media so far, so I'm just kind of, I'm going with the flow. Which is uh, so interesting.
0: Yeah. But you're used to, you teach at Agnes Scott, yes. right? So your students could be going, are they going to think you're a lot cooler after this? <laughs> no, because
2: they know me so much better. <laughs> they know I'm not cool at
1: all. Oh, I highly doubt that. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, well, yeah. I mean, this is. I hope a, they go. I this. hope they go and have fun and and really uh, see what's possible and and like Nika said, like where you can put your work someplace and then all of a sudden it will come back to you like a you know completely transformed and in a new space with new people and that's a really exciting thing to see, I think. Well, I and mean, experience. there have
0: in other cities been lines around the block for these 29 rooms things. I mean, people have been going crazy over it for the past couple of years. This is the first... I was, does that make you
1: nervous, Nika? <laughs> um, I'm just excited. It makes me more excited than nervous. I'm just like, I like to be a fly at the wall at any time kind of these events. I'm just like, tell me what you think about the art. Don't tell anyone I'm the artist. I'm just like, what
0: do you think? <laughs> but yeah. it is also interesting that these are, you know, ephemeral, right? They go mm-hmm. up for this amount of time, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, and then they come back down how does that affect the way that you think about making art? I mean, does it, that it's just temporary? It's moving on to another
1: place. I love temporary art. Me too. Yeah. I love that. There's like mm-hmm. a whole history behind that, and I love it so mm-hmm. much. Is it
0: liberating because it's not there for posterity?
1: I think it's like liberating and beautiful at the same time. Like, it kind of speaks to the testament of social media and the power it has now. Mm-hmm. Nothing really is temporary because once you put it out there in the internet, it's forever. It's, yeah. So it's like, 30 years from now, someone can, like, type something in and, like, maybe find, like, an Instagram story or, like, find something or a remnant of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I'm sure when you were going to art school, did you imagine anything like this? That, you know, instead of digging through uh, the the archives of an artist, that you'd just be going online and seeing stuff? Your, your work would be out there in that way.
1: Probably when I was younger, I didn't think that the Internet would be it. I thought it would be more, like, galleries and like textbook Mm -hmm. and that's like what we're always like kind of taught to achieve but i like the fact that the internet breaks the rule because it kind of like takes it out of the elitism that could kind of come with art and it makes it more accessible to like everybody so i kind of like the fact that the internet is like now that tool
0: Mm -hmm. but is social media now art
2: for some people, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think some people. I mean, for me, I'm pre-social media in every way. My process is really built into, um, really was built way before that. So it's it's mm-hmm. hard to incorporate that now in many ways. But because um, um, <clears throat> I'm very physical, my works are really physical. I like that they don't last, and so it's interesting to kind of find them, sort of uh, like. doing the murals and seeing them sort sort of in the space they were in and they don't exist there anymore. I do like that aspect of social media and Mm -hmm. sort of like there's this kind of memory or imprint of things that have happened because everything in life is really temporary. Nothing lasts and uh, everything is dissolving at all times. So it's really interesting that there's this kind of weird computer record of of things. It kind
1: of makes me think of like the idea of like a a Mm folktale. Like you remember that mural? And then like people who lived in that area was like, yeah, I remember that mural. So I like lived on with the people. Right, so it
2: was, oral, it was just carried yes. on through oral yeah. processes. Yeah, Yeah. no, that is a really interesting way to look
1: at it. Yeah. Digital, nice folk look at it. Digital folk tales. Digital folk tales. Okay, it sounds like, like a podcast I would probably listen to.
0: <laughs> and it all started I would here. I listen to it. <laughs> Nika King, thank you so much. Thank you. And Sarah Emerson, thank you so much. Thank you. They are two Atlanta artists, and their artwork will be at 29 Rooms, an immersive art experience that will be at the works on Atlanta's west side from August 29th to September 8th. You'll find a video to look at some images of other previous 29 Rooms at gbbnews.org.
1: At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause